Hey fans, welcome to Sideline Attraction. I'm your host, Taylor Ahrens, and this is a no-level playing field because I'm calling the shots on these interviews and nothing is off limits. So step up to the plate, it's game on. Hey fans, I hope everyone is doing well, and if there's changes going on in your life, I hope you're adapting to them, like I am right now, because I'm supposed to be in Jupiter, Florida, and I was supposed to be there for the whole month of March, but currently still in Texas because they canceled the beginning of spring training. So it's really hard to plan anything right now because I tell people, I'm like, maybe, pencil it in. Don't write it in pen because I could be called to Jupiter any moment. But don't you worry, fans. I am still keeping busy announcing at Showstoppers Dance Competition and also with the Austin Spurs, the NBA G League. So that's been keeping me busy while I'm waiting around for my report date. Another thing that's been keeping me busy is our new family dog and his name is Levi. He's a little cavapoo and let me just tell you, he is a wild one, especially when it comes to the toilet paper. I have to make sure I shut my bathroom door because if I don't, he will grab the whole roll of toilet paper and TP the whole third floor. He is a whole lot of trouble. Which, this is the perfect segue to introducing my next guest. His name is Ralpho Ibokwe, but he goes by trouble. And he is a professional boxer, so of course I got all the scoop on that and how he got the name trouble. So get your pom-poms ready, fans. Now stepping into the ring is trouble. I'm so excited to get to know you. I know a lot about sports, but I don't really know much about boxing. So I can imagine my listeners don't know as much as well. So I'm just excited to get to know you and know your story. So let's just start with your name, Ralpho Ibokwe. Is that right? It's really Raphael, but somebody gave me like Ralpho. And then trouble. Where did that come from? One of the coach I had got in trouble, Mr. Uh, a Golden Glove Championship. Mm-hmm. Got in trouble outside. And that was like around the time we were trying to look for a name, man. He was like, here comes trouble. <laughs> just like saying, and I was like, hey, coach, that's my name. Like, And then just growing up, that was that was a good little name to stick with. So I know when I perform, I have like my alter ego. Is that your alter ego? Just trouble come out when in the ring? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Did you always get into trouble? What were you like as a kid? Yeah, it was just fighting trouble and <laughs> hanging with the wrong crowd, trouble. And so where are you originally from? I did like my like middle school, mid middle school and high school in Nigeria. So Oh wow. And we have like a little culture like where they say like wherever your dad's from, that's where you're from. So I always say like I'm from Nigeria. How did you get to Houston? My mom, like <laughs> your mom. So I think I think they said like Houston is Nigeria's second home and did, like due to the heat. Like we could relate to the heat. So Oh, I didn't realize it was hot like that there. Uh, it's probably hotter. So hotter. Is it humid like Houston too? So it's definitely dry heat out there. So how often do you get to go back home? Back home well, since I graduated. And I'm going this year, hopefully. Okay. This new coronavirus or whatever variant they coming out with. I know. It's messing up everything. So I hope, like, I'm not trying to travel and be stuck out there. Like, it's a good country, but I don't want to be stuck out there. (laughs) Just stay put because you got a lot of stuff to do. So when did you get into boxing? What age were you? I think I was 18. 18. Okay. So you're a little bit older. Yeah. I would start young because, like, they say, like, starting young is, like, the best thing because you get, like, all the fundamentals down and you get to go all to, like, the tournaments and, like, the amateur shows. Mm -hmm fight for the Olympics where everybody wants to hopefully do that. People turn pro at 18, so. 
Well, the good thing is, is that you started later and you had more time to fuel up. And like you said, focus on the fundamentals so you didn't get tired out. Yeah, definitely. So is there a big boxing community here in Houston? Definitely a big one here, definitely in Houston. Like they have good promoters here, different, a lot of gyms in like Houston with the whole boxing. And then like you had the Charlo Twins, you have Juan Diaz who used to fight. So like the whole Rocky, the baby bull. That's interesting. I didn't know there was such a big boxing community here in Houston. So where do you train? Oh, main boxing gym. Boxing street, yeah. What's your training like? It's like literally it's every day from the morning to like at nighttime, like, like to eight. Wow. The most time like two times a day, three times a day, like if we're in fighting camp. Uh-huh. A lot of running involved. Okay. So do you get a little bit of both of cardio and strength? Oh, not definitely. A little bit of boxing. A little bit of boxing. So do you pull on like go at it all day? And the morning times is like we're like the it's like the boxing and then like okay. throughout the day is like all right, the cardio, the strength training, the endurance training. So do you take the weekends off at all? Probably the Sundays is like like I'm so active to where it's like I can't just be sitting in the house, like I gotta be doing something. A rest day for me is like I don't wanna do nothing the next day. So it's like just just stay at it. I'd rather stay in shape and fight to get back in shape. I'm the same way. I don't have an off button. I don't know how to relax. And you do stay in great shape. And there's like different weight classes. What weight class are you in? Middleweight. That's 160. Okay. So your middleweight, do you stay in that weight class throughout the year or do you fluctuate? I like I, I like cut down because I walk around like 180, 175, 180. Like I cut down to like 160. Yeah. You typically eat pretty healthy. You're training all day long. What do you eat in a day? I don't eat healthy, but I don't eat bad. Like I'm not I'm not a fast food eater. So like and I feel like I just like I work too hard to be like eating salads and grilled foods all day. So just gotta get those calories in somehow. Oh. Gotta fuel your body. <laughs> oh yeah, I do I, I do eat good like in moderation, but like I'm not a bad eater, like ordering like double cheeseburgers or I love that. Might as well eat good food since you're working so hard and burning it all off. So when is it considered a boxing season? All around. And I, I was just talking about this the whole, like, I wish there was, like, a boxing season to where, yeah. like, boxers knew when they're going to box. Like, at, there's no boxer that knows when he's going to box. Like, they just have an idea because anything can happen. Your your fight, your opponent could get injured. Mm-hmm. Somebody could fall sick. You could break a bone. Like, anything could happen. So I wish there was a season to where, you know, like, all right, November, December, there's no boxing. Everybody just go rest, come back. And I wish there was like a tournament, like, uh-huh. like NBA, like maybe like the top guys would like go into a tournament where it's like every year it's like a the big championship or, you know, if you don't make it, all right, you got next year, like train for it. That would be pretty cool. I, I wish definitely it was more, I wish it was way more structure in boxing, but one day we'll get there. And I feel like boxing is not as popular right now, but it, it's on its way. Definitely get on its way. Thanks to the Jake Pauls and all the celebrity boxing is getting into it. So it's definitely on its way. Oh, yeah. You know boxing is on its way and getting some traction when a YouTuber becomes a boxer. That's definitely something to see. So I now want to talk about how a fight is scheduled. Does someone just say like, dude, I want to challenge you. It's on. Like, how does that all go down? Most times, like with the rankings, everybody's trying to get okay. into their ranking or their top to contender spot to one day fight for a world title. So it's just really climbing up to a belt. Most times, it, it does work like that to where 
people have like Twitter beef or go on Instagram, start calling somebody out and they fix the fight. But most times it's really already ranking. Somebody trying to build a ranking and try to fight and to get up. That definitely makes boxing unique because most sports already have their schedule planned out for them. So now I want to switch it over in what I would call my pre-game day routine. But I guess for you, it's called your pre-fight routine. Do you have one of those? Most times I'm watching like, like I'm really more trying to relax. Okay. I relax most times. Are you like a meditator? How do you get relaxed? I just really just treat it like a normal day. Like I'll FaceTime close friends, FaceTime okay. family, have my mom pray for me. Just just keep myself like where just make the fight like another day of training. Like try not to be too much about it. Because that's when like things go wrong where you, you start trying to dwell on it or thinking, oh, what could happen or what if and what. And boxing is really all mental. Like once your mental gets off like one little bit or you have one self-doubt like, Damn, what if I didn't train hard or right. like where everything goes out the window from there? Like it just turned to like a downward roller coaster. I totally agree with that. I feel like everything in life is a mental game. I love how you just treat it like a normal day. I feel like for me, when I get into the tunnel for a Texans game, that's when I like, I try to relax, but I'm like, calm down. It's like mental game with your head. You're good. You worked for this. You put in the training and it'll come out. When you're walking out there, I feel like it's like an entourage with you. Is there a certain amount of people? I don't think there's a certain amount of people, but they do try to be respectful and like, okay, everybody get banned, but then, you know. African community, like once you walking out, they don't care about the bands no more. They all bum rush you and like follow you behind with pictures and they just all want to join in the fun. It makes it incredible. Like it makes it more yeah, like when you get in the ring, it just adds to it. Definitely a crowd can set the mood. I know when I cheered for playoff games, the energy and the excitement was like 10 times more than it would be like at a regular home game. And I can imagine for you when you're in the ring, the crowd gets pretty rowdy in there. Oh, no, definitely. That's where your mental probably has to come back in. Do you zone it out? It's like you have no other choice but to. Like you're in the ring with somebody else trying to take your head off. Like right. you're not worried about nobody screaming, oh, go left, go right, or like you in there really on like instincts, really like your survival instincts of everything you learned in the gym. Like it's still to this day, like I've never been in a ring where, okay, I'm going to throw a hook though. Like everything is just off of instincts of repetition of everything I've done in the gym going into the ring. Or, okay. Let me do this. I mean, I can kind of relate to that because when I'm dancing, I don't think about every move I'm doing. But unlike you, I do know the routine and I practice it because you can't really predict what happens out there. So in dance, we call it improv. That's what you're doing out there in the ring. Because when someone comes swinging to you at the face, you got to duck. Which this brings me to my next question. When you get hit, do you feel it? I never feel anything to ask. Once I'm getting out the ring, I'm like, damn, I got hit or... Yeah, I took a beat in that fight or something. There's just so much nerves, adrenaline going, and it's like everything's like rapid pages going at it. Oh, yeah. You just got to keep going because I know, especially for me, my long runs when I get to mile 10 or 11, if I stop, it's all over. So I cannot stop when I run because I'll start to feel everything. And I can imagine it's the same way for you. And I want to talk about your outfit now, which I'm calling it an outfit. Do you all even call it an outfit? Probably outfit, fight attire. Fight attire. So do you have different fight attire every match? Most times, like, you have sponsors. Okay. 
put them on the, like those patches that like you see on box. Like most of them is just fun. So every fight, you're definitely gonna have like new sponsors or somebody who wants to get behind you and support you. So do you get to design it? Yeah, you do everything. I love that you get to design it. I design all my audition outfits and I know how fun that is. So now tell me your favorite fight attire. Sheesh. They all been like top tier because I can imagine they're pretty expensive too. Like I know growing up, I was a ballroom dancer and those costumes, they would charge a pretty penny for those. They're pretty expensive just for one night of wear. Like my last fight, it's it's, like when you have sponsors, it's it's pretty cool. But it's like in my last one was like 500 just for like the top and bottoms. And it's like, that's not you doing the extras to it. That's just... I ain't wearing them right here. And then just the bare minimum. But, One night only. Yeah, you start, it probably can go up to like to the eight, to the nine. It's like once you start patching it up, putting your name, adding the fur, adding the fringes. <laughs> you just got to keep adding and then it keeps adding to it. Let's talk about the shoes too. Yeah. I saw that on your Instagram. Y'all wear the shoes. Do you have to break those in at all? I try to, but I like one of them people where... Hey, I put on the shoes and it, it's it's working for me. I never had to break in shoes. I was like, hey, what is breaking shoes in? Like, they always feel good. So hey, I, get, I was curious about I that. I just need comfortable socks. Once the socks are good, I'm good. You wear, like, short socks? What particular kind of socks I, do you wear? Probably long socks, like, because I like to, like, roll them down and have that little... little, little cushion? Like, yeah. And your gloves. Is that another thing? I'm curious. Do you have to break those? Uh, most times they give us the gloves. And you know, like, back in the days or even till now, like, people, like, try to take out the pattern from the gloves or you know, dirty boxing, sneak stuff in their gloves. It's good. It was given by the commission. Well, damn, boxing is already rough enough. I can't imagine getting a punch with no padding. So do you get new gloves every match? Yeah, it's like once, like after that, because they're all new gloves. Like all those gloves you see, they're like freshly out the package. I mean, you're training every day. How many gloves do you go through a week? Oh, no, the, the, the gloves, they're, they're like good, durable gloves. Like, oh, okay, they're durable. Okay, I yeah, was like, that's a lot of gloves you're going through. Durable, like, I, you put like a good a good pair of winning gloves that could last you like a good two, three years. Oh, okay. Wow. They got a good lifespan. You want some new gloves, like, even though they could probably last longer, like, maybe like the, the peeling starts coming off, so you mm-hmm. you want some new gloves. So I never like used gloves that long because... I've always wanted some new ones where like, man, it's time for some new gloves. Everything is better new. It's kind of like leftovers. It's not as good the second day. So I understand why you would want a new set of gloves when your other ones get dingy. Oh my goodness, my brain is going a million miles a minute because there's just so much I want to ask you. And I forgot to ask you about the guy in the corner. Is that your coach? Yeah, Coach Dwight Pratchett and Bobby Ben. What do they usually say? They're usually with the flow of the fight or they try okay. to see- calm or tell you what you need to be doing and they're just the eyes the eyes outside the ring because they, they see it better for sure when you step in the ring i know you try to relax but is there any fears are you afraid of anything i feel like boxers like boxers they're already not mentally there like sometimes i think to myself like Raphael is like a whole different person than trouble so i always have like Raphael be thinking like hey you can't be normal like Mm-hmm. This whole boxing, like anything could happen, God forbid, like I've seen it, like I've heard about it where people get in the ring and they don't, they don't walk out of it. So it's like, yeah, you know the risks and you still take it because I love it. Like if I didn't, if I didn't love it, like I definitely wouldn't be doing this. It's like, all right. It's just so I know like, yo, you, your mental got to be 
100% like straightforward and you really got to want to do this. You know, it's a risk, but I already put it in my mind, all right, God forbid, this don't kill me, a car accident will or something else. <laughs> like, you can't be living like that. You just got to live life, enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And just, just enjoy I, I love this. So I was like, all right. Let me think, oh, you're going to die in a ring because you could die walking out and something tragic go happen. You never know. You don't have to live like that. Like, it has been times where I like, I think, oh, damn, so this is a tough dude. Or just going there, have fun another day. Take your wins how you take your losses. Vice versa, and just keep pushing. That's incredible. I love that. Free risk. I need to live like that. Yeah, we got to. So. Definitely. After a match, I know you said that you feel the punches and stuff. How do you help with the swelling after? Like Cairo, I do like Cairo's or Ice Bass. It's all for sure. I love Cairo's. I am obsessed. And most people are like, what? It's amazing. Definitely. Like you would definitely hate yourself. So It's only like three minutes of extreme cold, but it makes your body feel so great. Right back to normal. Yep. After a match, when do you feel normal again? A week. Everything I said, like even through the wins and the losses. like, And that's another thing. Like I wish boxing was... I wish there was fights every month. If I could change one thing about boxing, it's to have like scheduled fights where you know who and who all is going to fight. Like I wish there was a tournament and I wish like there was fights every month. Being that, why I say that? Because I said like with all fights, regardless of who it is, you go check down the line after a week, the hype dies down. It's back to square one of going back to training, doing what you got to do. Yeah. Because the next step, like you can't dwell on that next step. Like with the whole Andy Ruiz, Joshua, after that one fight, the upset, after a week, people stop talking about it. It's on to the next. Because after that week, it's a whole nother fight coming up. So everybody is like it now is just in the history books to where it comes up down the line. But and that's like with the wins, everything's it dies down. It's like, why are you posting no video? That's a week ago. Like, yeah, that was such a week ago. <laughs> like he grinded. So, so that's the only thing I changed. Like, like with the whole basketball, you have a bad game, boom. All right. Redeem yourself two days later because you're about to have another game, or you have a game tomorrow, or football. You have games every week. So I just wish it was like a an right. actual schedule of every month or every two months you are you know you're gonna fight and not just hoping or staying staying in shape hoping to well i hope that for y'all because i know every day is different like even when i'm training i know like my body is different every day so i really hope that for y'all that you get more of a set schedule if you are listening tell people you know (laughs) my next question i noticed that you have a lot of tattoos do you know how many you have I really lost count once to Okay, that's what I was going <laughs> But it's, it's definitely like, I would say I've been for sure like to the tattoo man like at least 10 times. Have you gone to the same tattooed artist? Now one, I, I started with one and then he would just, he was because I'm not a, I hate pain. Like, Oh, that's funny. You hate pain. So I'm, I usually take a lot of breaks. Like I say like in a session, I take a good four, four to five breaks. Or just, hey, let me breathe or let me stop. Yeah, so yeah. The one, the, the, my first head to artist, he, he didn't really like that. He was like one of those, hey, if you can't sit. You're there, a boxer. Yeah. You can handle it. That, that's different. Like, at least you can get the pain back with the tattoos. You got to sit there. And, I have like little tiny ones, like really tiny. And, and I was done. I sweat. I'm like. <sighs> What's the longest one on your body? I said probably like three hour sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Long sessions. And my tattoo felt like he's pretty quick. So Oh well that's good that he's quick. Or he knows he that you don't like to sit there. 
And uh, either one is it gets the he gets the job done. So that's great. Do the, all your tattoos have a meaning? Yeah, majority of them. Probably at least ninety percent of them. Ninety percent of them. I just like, hey, I like how that look. But I think probably like ninety five percent. They all had a meeting, or I got it because all right, I'm about to get this. Like I have an OVO tattoo, uh-huh. but my birthday is in October, and my favorite artist is Drake. So I was like, all right, I go hand in hand. Hey, yeah. Mine, I did the same. I got this idea, and I was like, I'm doing it now. Sometimes it's ideas or meaning or something. Are you done getting them? I want to get some of my arms, but I'm waiting until like waiting. But yeah, that Kanye verse sticks to me where he said, "Wait till I get my money right, then you can't tell me." Like, but whole Nigerians, like especially like the older ones, like the parents, like they're real judgmental. Like, uh-huh. they weren't with the whole tattoos, and not even Nigerians. I just feel like in the culture, even like you see somebody sleeved up, you automatically think, "Oh, he a gangster, he a thug," or. So, so I feel like, yo, you you have money. Hey, go ahead. If you want to tattoo your face, go ahead. Can't nobody yeah. tell you. Yeah, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> it's your body. I'm, I'm ready for that. So. All right. Well, I I can't wait to see what happens. Before we end, I let you go. We're going to play a little game that I call a two-minute drill. I'm just going to ask you questions on this little pom-pom I have here for two minutes so we can get to know Trouble a little bit better. Are you ready? Ready. Two minutes starts right now. Grape or strawberry jelly? Strawberry, for sure. Roller coaster or bumper cars? Roller coaster. Barefoot or shoes? Shoes. Canada or Mexico? Canada. I've never been, so definitely Canada. (laughs) Swim with dolphins or sharks? Sharks. Curved hips or big boobs? Curved Train or bus? Train. Pizza or hamburgers? Pizza. Sandals or boots? Sandals. Mafia or street gang? Mafia. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Plans or surprises? Surprises. Pattern or plain? Pattern. Smell like garlic or smell like onions? <laughs> garlic. <laughs> Bad hair day? Or bad hair dye? Hair day. Bad hair day. YouTube or TikTok? YouTube. Holidays or weekends? Holidays. Brush or comb? Comb. Climb the highest mountain or the deepest sea? Climb the highest mountain. Skinny dip in a lake or an ocean? A lake. Movies or music? Music. All day. (laughs) Be a master of... Tactics or strategy? Strategy. Be an FBI agent or a police detective? Uh, agent. Last one. Club or house party? A house party. There we go. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, for the podcast. Before, before you go, I need to learn one fun fact about you that we didn't learn today. My favorite sibling is my youngest sibling. Ah, <laughs> why is that? She's just the baby, and like we were like some trouble kids, and out of all of us, she was just that one that like learned from everybody's mistakes and just wanted to stay out of trouble and didn't want. So 
That's funny. The the little one stayed out of trouble. Yes. <laughs> Usually they say the youngest was like the forgotten and yes, uh, all the trouble. He really stayed out of trouble. I just really paid attention. Like, oh, damn, he got whooping for that. I ain't trying to get it. So. <laughs> she learned from the best. I, I How love, many siblings uh, do you have? It's three of them. Three. We were all like back to back. So it was like back back. my parents didn't catch a break after changing diapers. They teach another one to be trained in them. Just got them all out. I like that. That's great. Well, thank you so much again, Trouble, for joining me. And I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you for having me. Yes, of course. Best of luck. And I'm cheering you on. Bye.